We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. Aristotle. Man's, man's time, time here is finite, finite. but the influence of a man, man is infinite. The question, the question is, what shall, shall we do daylight like remains? Welcome back to the show and happy 2024. I hope you had a fabulous year last year as my family and I did. And I hope we can all have an even better 2024. Uh, One of the reasons I think we had such a wonderful year last year in many aspects of our lives was because we take our New Year's resolutions very seriously. And I think a lot of people set New Year's resolutions, but they're oftentimes like, you know, I want to drink less alcohol or I want to lose more weight or something. While those are good things, definitely, I highly encourage everyone to drink zero alcohol uh, as I do. But um, (laughs) I think New Year's resolutions should include a broader scope of what you can make the year, how you can change your life, what you should be chasing. And so in this episode, I want to talk about how to properly set goals. And much of this is, is taken directly from my mini ebook, Ingrained, which you can purchase from the website, bronsonwilkes.com. Uh, so this is, this is a lot of content from there. But I also want to discuss some of the things that you should consider as you set goals and New Year's resolutions. And so on this January 1st, I hope you'll take some time to Think about your life, what direction you want to go, what things you're going to change daily. What do you want the theme of the year to be? Kind of a fun story for us. As an athlete, I, you know, I didn't care about what number I had, but um, basketball was my favorite sport. I was injured in football in, uh, as a freshman in high school, and so I wasn't even there to select my jersey or anything. I didn't get released to play until the day of the first game. And my po- coach had set aside number 23 for me. So that's cool. You know, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Well, LeBron's my age, so he wasn't a thing at that point. But Michael Jordan. And then, uh, you know, after the freshman year, we get new jerseys because I moved on to varsity and uh, got 23 again, <laughs> which was cool. And then I went to play college basketball and they had set aside 23 for me. But then there's all these other serendipitous moments through my life that have been on like the 23rd of various months. Uh, the first time I ever kissed my wife was on the 23rd. And, um, there's some, there's a bunch of others that I won't, um, bore you with the details, but 23 seems to be this theme in our lives. And so we were like, yes, it's 2023. This is, this is our year. These are the things we're going to do. And, you know, it, it just, we created these themes and goals for the year. And every time the clock struck, you know, 923, we would text each other. Or we would, you know, shout it out. It was just, um, it was our year. It was our theme. And <laughs> 
we did a lot of the same things as we did the year before, right? We went to Europe, which was phenomenal. We, we did some other fun vacations, but we also just had a different energy about the year because it was 2023. And anytime it was like, should we, or should we not? We're like, you kidding me? This is our year. Let's do it. And so we just had a bit more pep in our step when it came to making decisions about how to how to have a fun year and whether we should or shouldn't, right? We became a little less conservative in some of our decision making and things and and it turned out to be wonderful. So, the takeaway there is if you really find some reasons, give yourself a vision, um give your year a theme uh, and and stick to it. It truly will impact your year. So let's get down more to the nitty gritty of setting goals, because I think how you set goals and the things you focus on really are are really, really important and they can change a lot about your life. Now, a lot of people set goals focusing on a destination. And I think that's important, but I think that's more important for setting the compass than it is whether or not you get to that destination. Um, I think there are many wonderful destinations for us. And also, (laughs) life doesn't always turn out the way you planned it. In fact, it rarely turns out the way you plan it. And so set goals with destinations in mind, basically to set a compass. And maybe the easiest thing to talk about when it comes to setting goals is fitness. And there are many reasons I talk about fitness a lot. Number one, I think it's the best way to make personal progress in your life, changing your attitude, your hormones, your health, your energy, your sleep. Um, it staves off Alzheimer's. It's, it, it's got so many benefits that I think fitness is one of the quickest ways to personal progress. But if you were to simply say, I want to get back to my wedding weight. Okay, that's cool. But that doesn't entail any of the details of what your day-to-day life is going to look like and how it will be different from, you know, the last 52 weeks. (laughs) So that's why I think the destination sort of sets the compass, but that's far less important than defining your daily habits and behaviors. They're going to be more specific and sort of take you down a path. So step one is to set very clear goals. But what I mean by that is what does your daily behavior look like? So a quote by Jim Rohn, you cannot change your destination overnight, but you can change your direction overnight. So I want you to focus on changing your direction, but then what are the small behaviors? So define the direction. What, where am I going to go? Where am I driving? And then more importantly, what behaviors are associated with going to that destination? Okay. So think in terms of what I do determines who I am. What types of activities do you want to be able to say you do consistently? Right. I say that a lot, like a certain percentage of who you are is what you do. There's a lot of ways to determine and, and define who you are, right? But I would imagine most times if you were to think about who am I, well, a certain amount of behavioral identity would be associated with that. 
not all, but some, right? So think about if, if I were to define that part of my life, I'm saying who I am based on what I do. Well, what, what would you like to be able to say about yourself? I am someone who exercises every day. I'm someone who eats healthy. I'm someone who generously gives to other people. I'm someone who commits deeply to my relationships. I'm someone who uh, brings flowers to my wife. (laughs) I'm someone who, what? What is it that you want to do, right? I'm someone who budgets and saves well, or I'm I'm someone who invests my money, uh, right? Think about what you do. The destination is a good guide to set the compass, but the daily behaviors are really what matter. So for example, I want to make a million dollars this year, or I want to get back to my wedding weight. These are both great targets, but they don't exactly contain any detail about your daily life and how that's going to look. So what I have to, like, what do I have to give up and what will I have to do today, tomorrow, and the rest of my year to obtain set objectives, right? So think about those daily activities. All right, enough there. I'm starting to ramble on number one. But number two is create daily routines based on those things. So if you want your dreams and goals to become a reality, you must find and implement the habits that create those specific results. So this is why people talk about, you know, finding someone who's where you want to be and sort of copying their roadmap. But it's not about dreaming about what they have. It's about doing what they do regularly. Learn their behaviors, learn their habits, learn their way of thinking, right? So you've got to figure out what are the daily behaviors I'm going to do that take me to those results and then commit to those things. So most people actually fail to achieve their goals, not because their goals were like too lofty. I don't even think there's goals that are too lofty, but they start too big. Okay. Like they don't play the long game. They, they want it tomorrow. So they set giant goals today. They get up tomorrow. They have all these giant efforts towards a new life and it's overwhelming. It's difficult. And I'm going to get you into some of the brain science here in just a second, but that, that massive change in life only only can last while they have a massive motivation. And as that dissipates, they start to think, you know what, this just isn't worth it. I'm actually not as happy as I was before. So I'm just going to give this in, right? So they try to change too many things all at once. And then they don't really consider the impact of their lifestyle, only the outcome they're shooting for. And before long, it doesn't seem worth it to do what they're trying to do to achieve what they thought they wanted. So here's why those behaviors are so important and why people fail. So let's get into some of the brain science here. The brain consumes about 20% of the calories burned by the body. So brain power is very expensive in the body's currency, which is calories. Um, So that's one reason the brain prefers routine. Did you know that most of what we perceive as reality throughout our day is actually the brain predicting what it will encounter throughout the day? So 
the brain can use far less energy because it's just predicting scenarios it's going to run into, right? When you wake up in the morning and your routine that you walk through, your brain's sort of predicting, okay, this door's here, that's there, my toothbrush is here. I'm going to, you know, the scenarios, I drive to work, I predict this thing, there's a stoplight there, there's traffic in this area. It's predicting what it's coming across and then it pays special attention to the things that were different or unusual from the prediction. This makes the brain very efficient and you can also pay more attention to the unusual. Um, and there are a lot of reasons this would be, I'm not going to go into all the detail. You can read some of this in my book or even more, more accurately, you can read this from the brain, the story of you talks in great detail about this idea, but uh, the brain pays special attention to things that are different and, and, and those things that are different require a lot of energy. So think about things where it was new to you. If you, if you moved or navigating a large building, you've never been in, like you go into a hospital or something and it's sort of a lot of brain power just to sort of get in and get out, like compared to your normal routine or driving in a new city you've never been in or taking a test that sort of stretches you to the max. When you change your entire routine, it requires lots and lots of brain power and can create a feeling of exhaustion because you're just using so much energy. So when people start too big and they wake up tomorrow with an entire different lifestyle and routine, the brain is just like freaking out, like what is happening? In addition to that, it's not just your own life that changes. If you have family members or live with people or work with people closely that rely on your routine or kind of are accustomed to how you are, when you change everything at once, it changes their life too. So you might get sort of negative feedback from others as well as that massive energy dump that's required just to keep up with the new schedule and, you know, it's difficult to maintain that type of a massive transition all, all at once, both for yourself and the people around you. And so a lot of people give up. So this is why I say start very, very small. Make it so that the brain doesn't really have to use much energy to, to accomplish that task, right? So with exercise, I talk about in, in the book Ingrained, Start very small. Just start by saying, you know what, I'm going to spend, you know, five or 10 minutes, just very small increments, right? Could you, could you do five minutes tomorrow where you get up, put on your shoes and just, you know, walk halfway around the block and back? I know that's not going to get you fit. That's not the point. The point is that you do that every single day and your brain starts to just think that's part of the routine. I get up, I get a drink, I brush my teeth, I go on a five-minute walk, and then I get ready for my work day. No big deal, right? No big deal. And then you start to increase that over time. So it goes from five to 10, and then it goes from 10 to 12, 12 to 15. And then maybe, you know, maybe you can't get much past 15 without a real disruption in your routine. So what you do is you increase your intensity, 15-minute jog. 15 minute run, 15 minutes with a weighted vest, right? And then you 
you may need to change your environment or your pace or your time, but you slowly tweak these things. So suddenly going from 15 minutes to 20 is not a big deal or 20 to 30. And now as the year moves on, you're getting these full, intense, high quality workouts that are changing your body, but it didn't require a massive amount of brain power and changing your routine and change for your family and exhaustion. And, you know, so you, you get to a point that you want to be without the negative feedback loops that people often get. And so, um, start small. Step number three, dedicate yourself to consistency. Quote by Israel Moore Iver, I guess that's how you say it. Consistency is the belt that fastens excellence in position. If you don't do it repeatedly, you'll not excel in it. So a question for you to think about real quick. Why is daily action so important? Before I get into why I think it's important, think to yourself, is there really a reason that doing something daily is super important versus doing something really big every so often or doing it every day for like a week and then not for a week or two and then coming back to it? What's the difference? What if you were more energized by doing it just intermittently? Could that be better? Maybe, but here's my reason. During sleep, the brain goes through the activities of the day and it eliminates, weeds out things that were signaled as unimportant. And then it transfers the important topics and subjects into long-term memory. So people actually improve at certain tasks in their sleep. Your brain transfers mechanical talent as well as information and intelligence into different centers of the brain. So you actually get better at things in your sleep. If you were to study some material sleep and then test, you would do better than if you were to study that same material and then take the test with no sleep. If you were to learn a sequence on the piano and sleep and then try again, you would suddenly be more talented at that thing than if you were to learn the same sequence and then take a break and come back to it with no sleep. You'd be better with the sleep. So if you want something to be important to the brain, do it every day and tell yourself positive thoughts about that thing and your brain will, will realize this is very important. This is something we're going to commit to memory. We're going to work on. And every single night, your brain will be going through the patterns of the day and committing whatever that behavior and knowledge and information is into long-term memory. Another thing about consistency, it also ensures forward progress. But equally important to forward progress is it prevents you from sliding backwards. So an example I use in my book is like investing money or health. They both seem to go backwards very quickly. They fall backwards faster than they go forward most times, right? It's super easy to get out of shape. It seems to happen fast and it's really difficult to make progress towards getting in shape. 
And so equally important to making progress is preventing digression. And if you show up every day, even if it's just sort of a minimum standard, right? I realize a fit person working out for 10 minutes moderately or 15 minutes moderately doesn't really improve that person's athleticism, but it prevents decline to a certain degree versus staying home, sleeping in, not getting any exercise in, right? If you're a financial investor and you lose 50%, you now need to earn 100% just to get back to where you were. So if you could prevent those losses in the first place, you're miles ahead, right? And I actually have a diagram in the book that shows you a comparison of someone who only uh, makes progress like two or three days a week, but then slides backwards the other days of the week versus someone who only makes progress the same number of days a week, but stays even the other days of the week and how much farther ahead the latter is than, than the first example. So consistency is very, very important. So to recap the three steps, number one, set clear goals, not necessarily your destination, but what are the behaviors you're going to do? And then step two is create those daily rituals. Step three is dedicate yourself to consistency. Day in and day out, meet some form of a minimum standard for yourself. So in conclusion, I actually want to read the conclusion of my book, Ingrained, Three Steps to Achieve Any Goal. Success is not perfection. Success is progress. Darren Hardy. It turns out that the primary difference between successful and unsuccessful people are found in small daily routines. For example, according to the comfort crisis, overweight people are more likely to deal with stress or boredom by eating or watching TV, whereas thin people are more likely to go for a walk or some other negative calorie activity. Likewise, financially fit people have an ongoing understanding of how much they make, invest, and spend, while broke people don't know where it all goes, in air quotes. People in healthy marriages argue within the rules of respect, while those on a path to divorce use criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling, according to the John Gottman Institute. The differences between success and failure over time are not complex. The factors are not unknown. Success is rooted in understanding the lifestyle that brings the desired results, starting from where you stand and consciously overriding the ingrained patterns that exist for slight upgrades over time. If you want to change your life, change your habits. If you want to change your habits, follow this three-step process of setting clear goals, creating daily rituals, starting small, and grow over time, and dedicate yourself to consistency. So there you have it, guys. That's my process for setting goals. That's how I think about goals. I've pulled a lot of that information from a variety of books and literature that I have studied over the years, many of which have become podcast episodes in themselves. But um, if you'll follow that process, you'll have much more success than if you just sort of cast out these big New Year's resolutions and and then fade away through the year. I hope this is helpful for you. I hope you guys have 
the best year you've ever had in 2024. Thank you for showing up. I wish you all the best. We'll catch you on the next one. Hey, thanks for listening to the entire episode. As a token of gratitude, I want to give you a discount on my book, Ingrained. Head over to bronsonwilkes.com store and download Ingrained for less than a dollar with the coupon code GOALS, G-O-A-L-S.